Yes, people, it is time for a new episode of Echoes from the Void. <laughs> We're calling it a little later this week, but you know what I mean? These things happen, right? These things happen. It's not the worst in the world. Ah, there's shit going down, but fuck it. Um, so yesterday, it seems a lot of people were having issues with their Alexa, right? It seems like it was just a UK thing. But the crazy thing about it, right, the thing that does seem to, I know, blow my mind a little bit, right? Because Alexa wasn't working fine but you can still do your shit <laughs> you know I mean? there's there's people acting like everything was just you know the world had turned upside down what are we to do oh no but it's just like all right i can't turn my alarm off or ask for music with my voice oh no i'm gonna have to use my legs and walk over <laughs> And press a button to do it now. Ah, things are crazy. We've gone back in time. <laughs> you know what I mean? It's, it's not like, oh, shit. I'm going to have to make paper from scratch. Right? It, it, it's not like that. It's you press a button to now activate your music. People, calm the fuck down. You know what I mean? Shit. Hey, there's the problem. You become so reliant on a motherfucking VI machine, a voice in the ether. Shit happens. Like, what happens if there's a power strike? Right? There's so many things. People, stop losing your fucking minds. Anyway, let's get into um, the real news this week, shall we? <laughs> Okay, people, so, yo, if you thought the first thing was a little cray, right, this one is, man, I would just tell these people to shut the fuck up, right, because a couple of people rented a movie and then got pissed that an actress wasn't in it, right, it, it's... Firstly, do your fucking research. You know what I mean? So I'm talking about yesterday, right? It was a 2019 Richard Curtis film. I think it's the one where the guy, um, I think he goes back in time or something, right? And then pretends he wrote the Beatles songs. I think it's something like that. I don't know. I didn't watch it. I, I Listen, I heard people say it was decent. But it just didn't really seem like it was my sort of thing. But here's the rub, right? They paid $3.99, right? $3.99. It says they paid it each. But even that, it's just like, all right, your, your film was $7.98. It's still not crazy. Right, but they said they paid that to rent the movie on Amazon Prime, and they said because Anna Diamas appeared in the trailer. Now, here's the thing: 
that because I remember when that film came out, it wasn't sold as an Anna de Armas film. It wasn't in a world where people go back in time and pretend they made the Beatles songs is a film starring Knives Out Breakout and No Time to Die Starlet. It is Anna Diamas in Yesterday. We didn't hear that. That's not what fucking happened, right? That you see the trailer, you see the film. It's not an Anna Diamas vehicle. So for anyone, it's like going to see fucking shit. Like Black Panther. All right. It's like going to see Black Panther and going, I wanted more Mark, F Matt Freeman, Martin, Martin Freeman. I wanted more Martin Freeman. Right. Like Everett K. Ross isn't a huge character. He's a like the way Priest wrote that guy, it was a fun character, but it wasn't a huge character. So going, I went to see Black Panther for Everett K. Ross. What the fuck, man? Everett K. Ross is hardly in his film. He's not in his film. What I'm suing. That's a stupid thing to do, right? And then they said, um, so supposedly, yeah, she's in the trailer, but she got cut. Now. If these dum-dums say they're huge fans, right, then anyone knows what is in the trailer isn't necessarily what's in the film. There are so many times you watch a trailer and someone's in it, like the 355, right? There, so um, there is a one of the German girl, right, the German character, she wasn't the original person to be in that role. And I believe in the posters is the other girl, supposedly. I don't know. I mean, it's, it's, I can't really tell the difference between shit. But anyway, right? So that happens, right? There's been so many times you watch a trailer uh, and you see someone who's been cut or a scene that's been cut. I mean, let's look. The Suicide Squad trailer was completely different to the actual film. That's why everyone was so pissed, you know? And James Gunn got to remake it, right? That's what happens. That's what I like. If you really, I kind of feel, if you are such a fan, if you are a super fan of this actress, like these dummies say, you would know she ain't in that film. You know what I mean? Like, this is some bullshit. All right, so, um, yeah. Now they have decided to sue Universal, right? They're, they're saying that Universal engaged in deceptive marketing and they seek to recoup at least $5 million on, it says, on behalf of affected consumers. Be like, oh, what? Yeah, I'm sure that if that you were given that five million, you're handing that out to other people. You, you 
fucking bottom feeders. You paid under eight dollars for a film, and now you want five milli? Shut the fuck up, Jesus! Now that's some fraudulent shit. Some other fraudulent shit is, is Google, right? <laughs> because so yeah, I, I think like people have seen all the ads, like Google's first smartphone. Right, so they've got this smartphone, and in Texas, they were paying right radio DJs to record personal endorsements. Right, like you know, you you've seen these endorsements, man. People be like, "Oh my gosh, I, I can't go anywhere without my Google phone. It's the best thing ever." Boy, I love this phone. You know, but the thing is. Google didn't give anyone phones, right? Usually with those things, you get given a product, you, you, you know what I mean? You road test it, and then you give your breakdowns. Now, I think for the most part, people usually give favorable, or maybe they just don't, they, if they hate it, they just don't review, right? But yeah, it's the thing, man. You give people something to test, and then they talk about it. I mean, sometimes you get these ugh, Instagram influencers, right, who talk about shit when they didn't really get it, you know, but you kind of feel with radio stuff, right, radio, TV, like, proper endorsement shit, you're getting given the thing, but yeah, so they didn't do it, and now... Uh, Attorney General Ken Paxton is, uh, you know, he's suing him. He's filed a lawsuit saying they engaged in false and misleading practices in violation of the Texas Deceptive Trade Practices Consumer Protection Act. And, yeah, you know what I mean? It, it's true. Right, so I think it all happened with, um, they hired uh, people of iHeartMedia in October 2019, right? That's what it's saying. And, um, yeah, it, 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 like it was to cover markets in Dallas and Houston, right? For the Pixel 4, Google-branded smartphone. But, yeah. At the time of when these ads were recorded, the phone wasn't released <laughs> and none of the DJs had used them, right? So it's just like, what the fuck? <laughs> you know what I mean? Now, if you had adverts of people going, hey, I used the Pixel 3, so I am looking forward to the 4. You know, there's so many ways you can do this without being dumb. You know, it is, uh, yeah, it's ridiculous. <laughs> because Google, I heart money, you know what I mean? <laughs> they really do these, oh, but they could be losing a lot. <laughs> oh, man. So um, Google spokesperson... Um, 
said that they take compliance with advertising laws seriously and have policies in place to help ensure they follow regulations. <laughs> uh, we will review the complaint, but the AG's allegations appear to misrepresent what occurred here. <laughs> oh, dear, oh, dear. This is... Oh, so it's it's funny when big businesses get caught with their pants down. You know what I mean? Oh, jeez, it really is. <laughs> Woo! But yeah, I mean, listen. If yeah, if they did it, then yeah, they're getting fucked, man. They're getting fucked. Okay, so here's another one. Now, this one, uh, yeah, it's funny. This one is about people getting fucked. <laughs> so, but I look at this and I'd be like, hey. So a gentleman has been jailed for five years. And Anwar Sabah, right, he's 28. He got jailed for five years for blackmailing nine men he met on Grinder, <laughs> And here's the thing, right? So supposedly, right, he'd match with these dudes on Grinder. They'd hook up, right? Have consensuous, consensual relations. But he would then, once he's at their yard, he then change quickly changes his profile on grinder so probably goes in the toilet boom, 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 changes a profile to say he is a um 180 pound an hour escort <laughs> yeah that's what he would say and he, uh, they, they say he stole £2,360 from his victims between April 2019 and June 2021. And um, supposedly he also stole jewellery from them as well. Now, that's not a lot of money. 2360 that is not a lot of money. Right, you know you are doing a like you went to jail for that. You know what I mean? That's definitely not enough money to go to jail for. That's insane, right? When you see people, yeah, be like, oh, they, they stole five thousand pounds. You go and be like, going to jail for that, like. You 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 can make that money, no problem, right? This isn't a huge, crazy amount, right? I could make that in a month, doing a nine to five. I'm gonna make more in a month. You know what I'm saying? It, 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 it's ridiculous to do it, but I gotta say, I don't feel sorry for those dudes because. Right, you meet someone online, you've read their profile, you swiped. And then, 
right? They go, actually, no, I'm an escort. He said on my profile, I'd be like, motherfucker, no, it didn't. And he'd show them the, he'd be like, no, look, Sue. I'd be like, oh, yeah, because you can't edit it. Like, fuck off. <laughs> you know what I mean? It's just like, shut the fuck up. Come on. Like, I know I wasn't looking for an escort, and I know you weren't. So I ain't paying you shit. Right? So, you know what I mean? Like, these dudes, they should have just been, get the fuck out of here. Get the fuck. So supposedly with one person who said he's not paying, he was like, oh, well, they're coming. I didn't want to do this to you, but it looks like we will have to break your face. It's just like, just that is a, a threat. It'd be like, no, nah, you wouldn't do that. Like, that's not what you, like, you would be like, oh, we're going to come around and we're going to take stuff in your house that's worth this amount of money, but you're not going to lay hands on someone so they could go to the police with all the bruising and the broken bones. Like, come on. Now, there's one guy who he said he threatened to um, send screenshots of the conversation to his girlfriend. Now, that dude... Yeah, I have no, you know, qualms for that dude. It's just like, firstly, you've got a girlfriend and you're having gay sex. Now, either you are both, you know, poly and it's just like, oh, do you, whatever, whatever. Fine. But if your partner doesn't know, you're a piece of shit. You know what I mean? You're a piece of shit. So, yeah, for that dude, <laughs> idiot. But, yeah, I, I, I can't feel bad for these people because it's ridiculous. <laughs> yeah, like um, they said uh, um, he preyed on men who he believed would be too embarrassed and ashamed to call him out. His actions were callous deceitful and greedy, <laughs> as what the crown prosecutor said. Uh, but I'm just like, look, he was a deceitful, greedy piece of shit. But I'm just like, callous? I'm just like, those dudes were gutless. They're like, you do not pay. Someone tries that shit, you don't pay the money. Come on. Like, it's ridiculous. I mean, it's funny, right, when it says he specifically targeted men based on their sexuality. I'm like, he's on Grinder. <laughs> you know I mean? Like, what do you mean? You're all on Grinder, right? It's not like he's straight. He fucked nine men, right? You're not straight if you fucked nine men. So this hell, he targeted men based on their sexuality. It'd be like, I mean, they're all the same, right? They're all gay, bi, whatever, whatever. You know what I mean? It's, it's not like, yeah, it's, he didn't get, get, you know, con straight men into situations. Like, not go through with an act and then be like, ah, oh, I've got... No. He had gay sex. 
Who, it's a weird statement. You know what I mean? It's, 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 it's like, who else was he going to do it to? <laughs> you know what I mean? He's not going to do it to a woman. Like, there's no one else he could do this to. <laughs> oh, Jesus Christ. No, but yeah, that is. It's, it's ridiculous, man. Like, yeah, no, he is a piece of shit. He's definitely a piece of shit. And he's a muppet for going to jail for such a minimal amount of cash. But those dudes, damn. <laughs> 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 oh, shit. Now we're going to end on this crazy one, right? So, US researchers have been um, messing around with organ donation. Right? So, we always hear that, you know, there's limited hearts and kidneys and just all these organs, right? That's why there's, you know, you get the donor cards and there's the waiting list. And that's why people get pissed when famous people jump to the front of the line sometimes, you know? And that's why they say as well, like in China, and they've got like the concentration camps and all of that, Some because you go in for, some people are in there for life, right? And if your parents are in, you're in. You're in, it's crazy shit like that. But the rumor is, that a lot of those people, they're there for organ donation. You know what I mean? They're taking those organs and giving them to rich people. But to try and work out a way to circumvent all of this, this these US scientists, they have been using genetically modified pigs to um, grow organs. Yeah, I mean, look, I think this has been kind of banded around for years. So this doesn't really surprise me. It doesn't really surprise me. I just didn't know they were this far in, right? Because they have put the organs, right? They took a pig's kidney and put it into a human being, a man. Now, they say he was brain dead, right? So I'm assuming he's been kept alive on a ventilator and all of that jazz, right? But yeah, transpired those organs. Now, organs are a weird one because, you know, you have to take those drugs. So, you know, when you get organ transplantation, you have to take drugs for the rest of your life so your body doesn't reject but I also believe, I might be misremembering it, but I kind of think that sometimes you can be fine and then all of a sudden your body's just like, actually, no, and rejects. So I wonder how long they are, you know what I mean, watching this guy, you know, and I guess they can give him the medication through intravenous and all of that. But would it be the same because he's brain dead? Is it the same? I don't know. But it is interesting as fuck. Now, what's crazy is they're saying, right, this is a 
dress rehearsal for um, trying it on a living person later this year, right? I I mean, I kind of feel if you've just tried it on this brain dead person, you probably should maybe give it a year. Just monitor, see how the fuck that goes. Because it's a bit like to them do it on, you know, living people. Oh, <laughs> That's kind of crazy, you know? It feels kind of crazy. Man. Yeah, I, I mean, it's intriguing. It's definitely intriguing, people. Boy, you know, science is... It's moving so fast, man. It is moving so fast. But, yeah, that is it for the news, people. Let us go on to something, um, something a little more lighthearted, shall we? Let's do that. Okay, so, I, um, yeah, just continuing this great relationship with, um, you know, DDP, um, and getting the Apple stuff, right, so season three of Servant, right, got sent that, but hadn't checked out season one and two, so what I thought I would do, watch season one, two, little recap, and then get into three, so that's what we're doing, people, now, it was one of uh, Apple's original um, launch titles. I, I mean, it didn't launch on the day, <laughs> but it, it, it was a November um, little situation that came. It's um, created by Tony Bazgalop. As Gallop, I bet you probably pronounce it in some French, you know, crazy way, something like that. I say French, it might be something else, but I'm saying Baz Gallop because I can't think of any other way you pronounce that shit. You know what I mean? So, yeah, he created it. It is written by um, Baz Gallop, Nina Braddock, uh, Ishana Knight Shalham. Who I believe is M's daughter. I think that's the case. Um, we oh, we also have got the show being produced by Baz Gallop, M Night Shyamalan, Ashwin Rajan, Jason Blumenfall, Todd Black, and Steve Tish. Cinematography is Mike. Chialakis and Jarin Blaschke. Uh, yeah, it's each episode is around 30 minutes, maybe slightly over, slightly under. You know what I mean? Uh, it is a psychological horror. Yes. <laughs> yeah, you know I mean? so yeah, it's interesting. It's interesting. So each season has 10 episodes, right? And hey, so like most Apple titles, you know, 
this was it was renewed for a second just um just before it launched all right and then the uh, so yeah it the season one it hit on the 28th of november 2019 season two um hit on the 15th of january 2021 right was renewed for a third season before that and season three is dropping on the 21st of january but in december last year it was a renewed for a full season which is going to be its last that was good to hear right because now i'm not saying it's bad right but the the concept and everything that's going on you think I mean, this can't go on forever, right? So knowing that it's only got, say, two more seasons, that's good. Like, it feels like, okay, it won't overstay its welcome, you know? Which is, I I feel that's always one of those things, right? You, You never want that, man. You never want that. So we have got, um, Lauren Ambrose. She plays Dorothy Turner. Uh, she's a, a a local news TV produ- reporter. All right, we've got Sean, her husband, played by Toby Keeble. Um, he's a, a what is it? A bon vivant. <laughs> Which says a lot, right? I mean, it says a lot. How how fucking <laughs> pretentious you are if that's what, like he's a chef you know what i mean he, he's a he's a consultant all of this right which boom that's great but when you give it uh try to give it a fancy title like i'm a bomb for bomb <laughs> you'd be like go fuck yourself son <laughs> oh my gosh um yeah, so Dorothy is a brother, Julian, who is played by Robert Grimm, Robert Grint, you know, Robert Grint, right? Um, he's been around for time. Um, you have also got, um, oh gosh, the, the dad. Um, um, let me uh, try and remember who her dad is played by. Ah, so Frank, her dad, Frank. So that's Dorothy and Julian's dad. He is played by Todd Waring. Uh, Julian also has a huh, commie chef. Yeah, I, th- I think that's what you'd call him. Toby, who is played by Tony Revolori. Uh, and yeah, they, so they they get a nanny who is called Leanne, and uh, Leanne is played by Nell Tiger Free. I mean, what a badass son, Tiger Free, right? <laughs> so yeah, Leanne Grayson, she is an eighteen year old nanny from Wisconsin. Uh, they. 
you know, and she's looking after Jericho, their son, um, who's played by, you know, multiple little babies because, yeah, child labor laws and blah, 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 all of that rubbish. Um, anyway, other characters up in the piece, we've got, um, Matthew Roscoe, who's a private detective. He's played by Philip James Brannan. Uh, we have got Wanda. She's another babysitter, and she is played by S.J. Son. Um, uh, uh, Dorothy has a colleague called Isabel Carrot who's played by Molly Griggs. So she's the, uh, you know, younger model of Geography nipping at her coattails. Um, Leanne has an uncle, George, who's played by Boris McGiver. And um, she also has an aunt, May, right, who's played by Alison Elliot, uh, there's also um, Aunt, jo Aunt Josephine, played by Barbara Sukawa, um, M. Knight does make an appearance, as he, he tends to do in a lot of his stuff, right, he plays a delivery driver, um, yeah, I think, oh, Natalie, who is Dorothy's therapist and friend, she's played by Jerrica Hinton, um, yeah, I feel that's, uh, I, I think that's the, the main group of people who you see throughout season one and two, um, I think the only other person uh, really is probably Courtney, played by Katie Lee Hill, and she's Frank's girlfriend. So the gist of the, um, the series is this. A wealthy Philadelphia couple, Dorothy and Sean Turner, experience a fracture in their marriage after the death of their 13-week-old son, Jericho. The couple undergoes transitory object therapy using a lifelike reborn doll after Dorothy experiences a full psychiatric break. Or is it a psychotic? I think it's a psychotic break. Um, the doll, which Dorothy believes is her real child, was the only thing that brought her out of a catatonic state following Jericho's death. Six weeks after his death, they hire a young nanny, Leanne, to move in and take care of Jericho, the reborn doll opening their home to a mysterious force. While Sean deals with the grief on his own, he becomes deeply suspicious of Leanne. So, uh, yes, there you go. Now, I, I will say, I think... A lot of that information isn't necessarily overly clear, right? So um, when I say that, right, I mean, 
the 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 time from the death and the birth right and then how long um it is before they hire Leanne. I don't think that's overly clear. There's there's kind of references to oh it's not been as long as Dorothy believes. But yeah, we don't and I don't even know if I don't maybe I missed something at the beginning that you see it's a doll, but I didn't know it was a doll, right? So it, it, it's not until we're we're in i think it's the second episode where sean is like to leanne whose baby is that and i'm just like yo what <laughs> what are you talking about son you know what i mean that's your baby motherfucker um but yeah there, there, there is stuff that you're like hmm but you go with it because it is well done it's well done like the opening music and it's a, like music that kind of plays throughout the series it feels like this xylophone, um, creepy kind of sound. The kind of one of those things that you might get out of one of those wind up, you know, um, money boxes or things with a weird ballerina on top. You know, I mean, it's one of those kind of creepy, kind of weird, but it fits. It really fits. Now, these motherfucking Turners live in a huge house. Oh, my day. It's got a basement, right? I, I think it's also got an attic. Yeah, it's got a basement. It's got an attic. And I think there's, like, three other floors. It is huge. And you kind of be like, yo, why do they need this place that big? But being in such a big place... It does allow for these shots, right, where you're kind of going down a, a, a corridor. And then sometimes to really bring the tension, right? So where you've seen this corridor before, there's times when it's shot and it feels like it's been elongated, like it's taking them even longer to go down. And that really heightens things, which, hey, that's not a bad thing, people. It's not a bad thing at all. Also, I think it's the, well, one of the first things that jumps out is Dorothy kind of seems a little manic, right? A little OTT. She's like, hey, how are you? Oh, isn't this lovely? Isn't she darling? Ba, 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 ba. And you're just like, um, what the fuck? Like, what's going on, man? This, this woman seems a bit, seems out of place. Seems out of place compared to Sean and Leanne and some of the other people. And you're like, hmm. But it makes sense, right? Now, it, as I said, look, it, it, it takes a while for you to kind of get a full grasp of everything that's happened. And even so, you still, we still don't really see exactly what happens over the course of these two seasons. So 20 episodes, we still don't know what this woman did. But now I think you can maybe hint at Right, there's a few hints you could make make assumptions, but I don't think there's anything clear to say, oh, this is what 
happened. Right? We just know this baby died. Uh, so, yeah, it's, uh, you know, but as you realize this, something crazy happened. And then you know about the therapy and all of this. You're like, oh, yeah, it's the coping mechanism, right? And that, it is balanced out so well by Sean, who's a bit more straight-laced and subdued. And then Leanne. Leanne, the, the, the way Nell plays this role is Right, because when you see just from the gate, right, the way everyone's walking, like quicker footsteps, Leanne is very precise and slow and measured. And that's with every just in the speech and everything like that, it's all very prim and measured. And just the way all of these different traits intersect. It, it really does kind of bring this atmosphere of just unease, right? This atmosphere of unease and just creepiness. So, oh my gosh, it, it, it's really well done, right? It's really well done. And you really do get this kind of odd feel, right? There's... It's not until, I think it's like episode seven, that we really see some kind of odd shit that you could you can look at and go, hold the fuck on. <laughs> right? Because I think, like, weird things happen, like dudes in cribs, uh, you know, stuff like that. You're just like, oh, that's a bit weird. That is very weird here, people. But there's nothing kind of supernatural until about, I think it's episode seven. It might have been six. I feel it's seven. No, I do think it's seven. Um, or it might have been nine. No, eight. Yeah, it's close to the end. Fuck. Um, it's 20 episodes, people. <laughs> you know what I mean? Uh, but yeah, it, so it's not until then. But yeah. Uh, like, leading up to all of this, it's just really, you know what I mean, odd. It, it, it's really uneasy and weird. You know, so you just feel tense, right? You just feel on edge watching it. But you're like, oh, what the fuck is happening, man? Like, ugh. Where is this going? Like, what are these weird people's doing? And then especially as, you know, as, as I mentioned earlier, right, Julian High is a private detective. And, like, that all starts to unfold, that we see, like, all these weird things and we hear these odd coincidences or just things from the past. And it's just like, oh. <laughs> <laughs> oh, I wonder what that means, you know? So it all becomes weird. Like, Sean loses his taste, which I mean, look, he loses it. Like, Sean loses his taste. There are a few other things that happen 
that no one seems to do the logical thing of, right? But you'd think, and especially someone in his profession, is at first, look, I understand giving it some days, you know, so he gets Toby to taste food, and then he starts to kind of um, become friendlier to Leanne and gets her to taste food and stuff like that. And you think, okay, that, yeah, I can see that happening. But you think you would then get to a point where you're like, I got to go to a doctor. You know what I mean? This is my profession. I cannot uh, let this really just fuck everything up. But yeah, doesn't do it. You know, the, the, the whole basement situation, we don't really have it mentioned. Until I think it's like episode eight or nine of season two, right? That, and it's not even mentioned really then. We just have builders turn up to kind of fix it. But you, you would think if that shit is going down, you'd be like, yo, what the fuck? <laughs> you know, but no, nothing, nothing. It, it's a little, it's a little weird. And, I, I will also say stuff goes down where they are just kind of, oh, okay. You know, it, 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 it's weird. like people turn up and they don't want them in the house, but they're like, okay, you can come in. You're just like, I mean, you can always say no, right? You can slam the door on them. Or you don't have to drive someone back to your house if they say, take me to your house. You'd be like, no, I'm not going to do that. So these weird things go down, which you just think, huh. Like, there is a lot of trust that has not been earned. You know, like, someone makes you a salve, and all of a sudden you're like, okay, yeah, I'll take that. Like when before you've been, I don't trust that person. That person is fucking weird or creepy or I think they're up to no good. But then you're like, eh, all right, I'll take this south. So th there are things that seem odd, odd kind of jumps to make, right? Because you think, wait, hold on. Why would they get like they're super aggy about these things you know but they're gonna let that happen or do that right the whole wonder situation is up to a point when it all goes down you're like oh but then we see her later on and you're like wait what why the fuck would she be huh that makes no sense that makes no sense Right. There was a, a weird situation with Leanne and Julian, which does seem that it was very throwaway, but it does come back. Right. We, we do get that revisited later on. So you're like, OK, all right, that's fine. That makes sense. I will say, though, right, there is um, there is a bit well, it goes on for a little while with Natalie that you're just like, where did that come from, right? Because 
to in in the lead up to this, like I think she's in one episode or maybe two episodes before this certain thread starts, where there are interactions that aren't friendly. They seem very odd. But then all of a sudden, boom, just like that. Just like that. It's like, huh. Like it's a 180. And you're like, wait, why the fuck? <laughs> like, I don't, I don't know if I'd buy that. And then after that point, when we when we see her, it's all blah blah blah. Oh, yeah, blah blah. And you're just like, where the fuck did that come from? That's what, but it's then just kind of forgotten about, right? They they don't go anywhere else with it. And that's in the first two seasons, right? So they may pick up on it a bit more in season three, maybe. But up to this point, yeah, the, that, that storyline seems to kind of disappear. I mean, it, it's reference in the fact being, but, yeah, we, we don't see her, which it, it feels, it feels a little weird to do. You know what I mean? does feel a little bit of a weird thing. Be like, wait, hold on a second. Why are you... How come that... But yeah. I will say that the story is intriguing as hell. It really is. Like, all these weird things happen. You find out about Leanne's past. Like, the, the more we find out about Dorothy and Sean back in the day, you do also see Dorothy is a cunt, right? She's not nice. She isn't, I mean, to say, mm, to say she's not, I maybe she's, she, yeah, maybe that's not quite right, right? To say she's not nice, but I will say she isn't the sweet thing that you might have thought early on, right? She's kind of mean and hurtful, if she doesn't get her own way, right? So there, there is all of this, which then does make you wonder about Leanne's mission, as it were, you know? So, yeah, there's a lot happening. I do also like, right, because Sean is a chef, we do get these little cooking segment bits where he's creating new recipes and all, all, all things like that. You're like, oh, yeah, actually, that sounds okay. I wouldn't mind trying. I don't know about lobster fucking ice cream. <laughs> I don't know about that. Or, um, fuck, there was something. Was it blowfish popcorn? There was another weird one that you'd be like, say what? <laughs> but no, some of the things he does cook up, you'll be like, oh yeah, I'd like to try that for sure. Uh so yeah, the way it just all fits together is intriguing. You do think there's more to Toby as well. And when I say look, don't get it twisted. When I say more to Toby, there's, there's just something else because 
don't know, man. He's mooning about, but then, yeah, yeah, like, he does a weird shit, and you just think, address it, you little fucking weirdo. Like, address the thing. What's wrong with you? <laughs> So no, there's there's a lot going on. There's a lot going. I'm looking forward to getting into season three, definitely. And um, yeah, knowing there's a full season and that's it, be like, oh, how are they going to tie this off? Because yeah, the way season two ends, oh, it's getting ominous. It really is. You just feel like there's this storm coming. It's all kind of building up to something crazy. You know, so... Man. And, oh, one thing. One thing, right? Now, if you are videoing certain things, right? You're videoing certain things. And you're watching these videos. Now, you get a reference. Sean says something. And you're like, yeah, that would be weird. But then we see this other thing that goes on. And you're just like, wait, 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 wait. If you're watching a bit, you didn't see that, right? That wouldn't alarm you that someone is then doing this thing. Because that's weirder than the thing that Sean mentions. And you're just like, how the fuck aren't you, like, what? <laughs> you, know what I mean? you 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 mentioned this one thing that you wouldn't go, yeah, this happened, but the thing that really blew my mind is this. Can you fucking believe this shit? Right? It was like, hmm. <laughs> and also the, the shit Dorothy does, which they kind of let her off with. Right? She does some crazy shit. And you're just like, yo, anyone that does this shit, no. Not stable. Not right. So that means I think you just ripped the band-aid. Because she already fucked. She already fucked up. Rip that motherfucking band-aid, son. You know what I mean? But yeah, it, 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 there are these loose ends. There are these things that you're just like, wait, Huh? But yeah, I'm gripped. I'm gripped. I'm loving every episode. So yeah, I'm looking to get into free people. I'm looking to get into free. And you know, obviously, obviously, I'm gonna be breaking this shit down. All right. So yeah, if you haven't watched season one and two of Servant, they're on Apple TV Plus. So do your free trial. Right, do your free trial, check it out, and I feel that's gonna make you want to stay because there's like other, there's you know, the foundation that's on there, um, C that's on there, so you have all of these other things. Everyone's talking about Ted Lasso and the morning show, and they've got Snoopy in space, so there's content. The content is you know, it's building, it's building up. Finch, right, the film, you know, the animal planet stuff. I mean, it's not called, like, Tiny World and all of these other... So there is good stuff. So, yeah, do the free trial. Check it out. Dip your toe. And, um, yeah, I think you'll be intrigued enough to stay. So, people, that is season one and two of Servant.
Okay, so people, season three of uh, Servant has now started. And I gotta say, <laughs> I very much enjoyed it, right? Episode one really just kicks it, kicks in nicely. So the um the breakdown of this season is this. Three months after we leave the Turner household in season two, things appear to be back to normal. Dorothy and Sean dote on Jericho. Julian has a new girlfriend and Leanne has moved back into the brownstone. With the threat of the cult looming and suspicious visitors staked out in a nearby park, Leanne does everything she can to feel secure ultimately causing more chaos for the Turner family. As Sean starts trusting in Leanne's powers, Dorothy feels increasingly threatened and worries for Jericho's safety. While the Turners struggle to keep their family whole, they must come to terms with the costs of Jericho's return. Be careful for what you wish for. Ho, ho, ho. Right, little spooky, and yeah, oh, we do get a new intro this season, you know, which, uh, yeah, it's nothing crazy, but it kind of plays on, um, like the, the scene when Jericho and Leanne leave in season two, kind of plays on that a little bit, right? So, I think it's giving that sense of there are people out there, you know, what I mean. And so, yeah, it, as I said, look, it picks up three months after and you definitely get a sense of stuff has been happening, right? Stuff has been happening. Leanne is just, you know, she's a little frantic. She wakes up. We, we come in and she's woken up all like shook, like she's sensing something going on. There's a lot of flies, well, butterflies, you know, kind of flies, right? It's a lot of fla, 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 butterflies in the spot. And so, yeah, we just have this nervousness from Leanne where she senses and she feels this threat. But we never really, they, they do a very good job of creating that tension you know what I mean? the, the way the angles are you know the different shots from the camera and the just this darkness in a lot of the scenes so that's handled very well i think also it makes sense it's good to see leanne feeling like this i mean you know no 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 people should feel shook but from where we left the character, you know what I mean? It's like when you watch a series and everything is on this knife edge one season and they start up and everything is all hunky-dory and everyone is cool and you're just like, um, are we not addressing the shit that just happened? You know, so this is it, it, it's good. It makes sense. You're like, okay. And it also makes sense that Dorothy is batshit crazy. Now, when I say batshit crazy, I mean, she's back to the whole, 
hey, I'm so happy. You know what I mean? Which is just like, <laughs> you know what I mean? It just feels super weird, right? And it makes sense because, yeah, she is not so. Like, it is funny how there is a bit where she's telling Leanne that, you know, you, you should write in your journal because face, writing down one's fears, it, it makes them true and it helps you get past things. And you're just like, yo, <laughs> I mean, you should be doing that shit. You know what I mean? <laughs> but I that that all works. You know, I as I said with the end of season two, where Natalie just kind of disappears. Yeah, they kind of address it, right? They they kind of address this situation, but not really. I I, I wonder what happened if maybe the actress she got a new gig and so she can't, you know, what I mean, do any filming. I, yeah. Wonder what happened because it is does feel a bit weird that whole situation, especially from where we had it at, where it's just like, babe, I just want to help you, babe. You're in and all of this, and then suddenly gone. So yeah, it's a bit weird, but yeah, Julian as a new girlfriend. And the thing is, like, he's a a, a dick of a character, so you do wonder, like. How is Julian pulling these hot chicks? <laughs> you, know, you know what I mean? It's just like, there's not a lot of redeeming qualities of the character. Not like he's evil or anything, but he's just a douche. You know what I mean? But yeah, so there's that situation. We do get, like, what happened at the end of season two. That is addressed. We do get that. So you're like, okay, okay. So, ooh, this is messy. <laughs> this is definitely some messy shit, right? And, yeah, the, you know, as it said in the synopsis, right, Sean is trusting Leanne. And we already got, you know, Sean becoming friendlier and friendlier to Leanne, especially in season two. And you do get sense that that is still a thing, right? Now, what is a little bit crazy is the fact that, I don't know, some of the shit Dorothy did at the end of the second season, I mean, like, you'd be like, how do you come back from that? Now, I, I will say, from, you know, these 10 episodes that we've seen, I think it's evident that Leanne is looking for a, a family, right? She, she's looking for someone who will love her. She, she wants better parents, right? Which was the whole reason she came to the house in the first place. So I do kind of give it that because, you know, what went down in the basement when she was just like, oh, you you saved me, right, it, it was that whole thing, it was just like, oh, shit, no one's ever done that for me, oh, okay, so, yeah, I, I kind of see from her point of view, I can under, I can kind of get why that character would give her a buy, you know what I mean, but 
it is super weird. <laughs> you know? and, but it, I think it might be why Dorothy is suddenly doing all these real nice things for Leanne. You know? Yeah. The, I think buying someone a two-piece swimsuit, that is a, a bold move. Right, because you don't know. Does this person like? There's especially the way Leanne dresses. She is very uh, formal, right? It, it's not a style of dress that looks like mad casual, mad relaxed, right? You never see Leanne in a, 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 a t-shirt and shorts, right? Nothing like that. No. Uh, crop tops, or yeah, I mean, it, it's very prim and proper. So you know, I mean, I, I think if if you had to you know, take a guess, I would have said one piece, right? One piece. But yeah, Dorothy's just like, yo, this is why I got you, kid. Uh, it's a bold move, man. Bold move. But boy, now. As I said, look, this episode, there is a lot of tension. There's a lot of tension. It's very eerie. You're kind of waiting for the ball to drop. And, oh, the way this shit ends. Now, like, there's something that happens, but the way it ends, and it gives you this thing, you're just like, Oh, shit. Oh, shit. I mean, there's already the wall situation, which, like the basement, right? Like the basement in season two, you are a bit like, wait, wouldn't someone mention that shit, right? I don't feel that's something that you just let go, that you'd be like, meh, these things happen. You know what I mean? You'd be like, um... I saw something, I don't think it's a good thing, right? I'd have thought that. So, yeah, there, there's that weirdness, but then also, <laughs> there's there's the, the thing, right? Which you're just like, oh, that's not good. <laughs> like, what the fuck is that? Because that isn't li a light situation, that's something so yeah season one hey it, it got off to the right foot for sure for sure people and i am intrigued to see where this shit goes you know what i mean intrigued to see where especially know knowing that we're getting a full season and that's the last so this is going to be building to something and then we're getting it resolved. So, yeah, I'm interested. But what we're going to do, right, we're going to let these next uh, nine episodes, well, eight episodes roll, right? And then once once the, or just before the last episode drops, going to look at all the other shit, right? That's what we're going to do. Because, yeah, I mean, and in doing each episode, this is only half an hour, man. And you know what I mean? I'm just like, yo, I prefer looking at things as a whole. So that's what we're going to do. All right. But 
yeah, if you've loved season one and two, boy, it, it looks like season three is going to be another great one, people. So, yes, get with it. It's okay, people. This week, uh, I finished uh, Project Hail Mary, right? So this is the new book from uh, Andy Weir, right? So um, obviously you might recognize the name because Weir is the writer of the highly, highly successful The Martian. You know what I mean? They turned it into um, film starring Matt Damon, which was great. I've thoroughly enjoyed The Martian. He also wrote um, Artemis. That was the follow-up, which it was okay, but it, it just didn't seem to have that same snap. But I was looking forward to um, this next one, Project Hail Mary. You know, I, mean? I, I remember reading that that was coming, and I thought, oh, it, it does sound interesting, right, so it was like, all right, let, let's do, uh, let's do that, it is narrated by Ray Porter, who always does a great job, right, and, um, yeah, the, yeah, the gist of the book is this, right? So Ryland Grace is the sole survivor on a desperate last chance mission. And if he fails, humanity and the earth itself will perish. Except that right now he doesn't know that. He can't even remember his own name, let alone the nature of his assignment or how to complete it. All he knows is that he's been asleep for a very very long time and he's just been awakened to find himself millions of miles from home with nothing but two corpses for company his crewmates dead his memories fuzzy fuzzily returning he realizes that an impossible task now confronts him alone on this tiny ship that's been cobbled together by every government and space agency on the planet and hurled into the depths of space. It's up to him to conquer an extinction level threat to our species. And thanks to an unexpected ally, he just might have a chance. So uh, yes, uh, there you have it, people. Now, right, I, I think it's fair to say that there are elements of um, Project Hail Mary that kind of feel similar to The Martian, you know what I mean? Um, which, yeah, you know, I, I guess that happens, right? And especially, I think we've definitely seen it with very popular work, and especially popular work which is like the first big thing from someone, you know, that it's just like, ah, let me go back to that well, you know? Now, I will say, I, I thought it was a very interesting way to tell the story. So we start off with him waking up 
and being like, oh, what's going on? Oh, I don't know. Ah. Right. So this is how we start off. And he's trying to fathom things out and kind of learn shit. Right. So we have that, which, yeah, not bad. And then as his memories are coming back, we get the flashbacks, you know, which give us information. Now, they're not in order. Right. So he'll remember something that was, you know, at the very start of the mission or you know, before it even started and just all these different bits like that. You know, so it does make it interesting. And I think in that respect, you may kind of think it, it has similarities to Memento. Remember Memento, and we're watching that, and you're feeling real bad for the guy, and he's just like, ah, all of this, and he has to tattoo stuff on himself to kind of remember. But by the end of it, once you see what happened at the very beginning, you're like, what a cunt, <laughs> you know? Um, and I mean, listen, like, it doesn't go to the beginning. You think, ah, you know, of, of Ryland. Now, there are things that we learn for sure. But it, it does make it interesting, you know, in the way it's all kind of laid out for us. So that was fun. Now, I don't, I don't believe this is as strong as The Martian. Now, the interesting thing is, so I finished this and literally, I think the day after or the day of, it was voted on Goodreads as the best sci-fi book of 2021. Because, you know, this came out, um, I think came out in May, right? I, I believe it was May. Um, do, 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 do. I know, yeah, it was May, 4th of May, okay, so, um, yeah, which I, I was a little surprised at, ain't gonna lie, I was a little surprised at, and I say that just because, as I said, look, there are the, the similarities to The Martian of someone on this mission and all of that and it all goes wrong and then trying to work out you know what happened and all of this kind of thing so we have that also i kind of feel like um our characters are similar you know um because in the uh Oh, what was the dude's name in the motherfucking Martian? Um, shit. Oh, this is gonna bug me, man. Do we get a name? I feel the... Mark. Yes, that's it, Mark. Right, Mark is very similar to Rylance. You know what I mean? Ryland, even. Um, they both have a bit of a cocky, sarcastic attitude, which is a bit like, ah, okay, you've written two characters very similar in similar situations. Okay, all right, fine, fine, fine. Now, one of the other things for me was keep on going back to the same well. 
right? That seemed to be a big thing here. Now, at the very at the very start, right, we, we have him being um, brought into the fold by Eva Strat, right? She's running this task force, so she has ultimate power. And we see her utilize that power, but not really in a shitty way. But it's to cut through the red tape. So if someone's got the skills to help this mission, which essentially is saving the world, right? It's not just to benefit one person or the other. She was like, you know what? Fuck it. You're coming with me. Yeah. And the guards are going to make you. You know what I mean? It's, it's none. So you'd be like, you know, you could look at it as a little bit harsh, but you under, but you clearly see the need for it, right? It's everyone knows this is ending. And so there are moments in the book where she'll do something and Ryan's like, wait, 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 you can't do that. That's too harsh. Right. And then she has to go, listen, you know, the mission is this right now doing it once you can understand. But this happens a, a few times. And there is this one moment where something happens and it's just like, you're a bitch, you're heartless. But I can't believe. And he's like, we're trying to save the fucking world. And you're just like, do we have to do this all the time? You know, and then even when this big thing goes down, like she has to do this thing, which you can definitely see coming. And he's just like, oh, I hate you, blah, blah, blah. And then on the mission itself, when he remembers everything, he's just like, oh, and I've got words to say to her. And you're just like, wait, surely now you'd be able to understand why it was done. Right, so it just got a little bit played out as a notion. And you're just like, for someone not to get it, you must be an idiot. But he's a teacher, right? So you're just like, what is it you don't get, son? You know what I mean? It, it was just a bit like, ugh. But then there's the other thing, right? He's, well... He's a scientist, but he retreated to teaching. You know, these, these aren't spoiler plots, people. Don't worry. Um, so there is that. But then in the story, and again, this isn't because, you know, as in the, in the synopsis, he's the only survivor, right? So, you know, being a teacher and then go, going to NASA and working with the UN and all of this to create this mission, which Project Hail Mary is very much on the nose. <laughs> so there is that. But yeah, creating this mission with all of these experts, all of these experts and all of this. And it's just like, oh, you know, what I mean? it's just uh, he's the one to solve it and do it. And you're just, it's a bit like, you know, I kind of having the others die in him. I was just like, you know what? It would have been a good enough story without the others dying. You didn't really have to put it in this situation because now it's just a bit like, oh, look, 
this guy say now in the martian the the thing about that was there was all the scientists on earth helping him out sending him information now he was able to work some stuff out but he only had expertise in this one field so it was just like getting the help from the other people and finding information and all of that so it makes more sense but then in this you know I mean, it, it, it's just like uh, we're meant to believe that he can do all of this stuff, right? Which is just a bit like, hmm. And I think the other thing with the Martian is the way everything is documented to show the the, the working out of it so he can fathom it all. But we don't really get that with this right and so all these problems occur and you're just like wait why wouldn't you document right so you can track and monitor and see what the fuck is going down so we have all of these things happening and then once he's on the ship and all of these things go down and all of this it, it's just Something gets solved, and then a disaster happens. Something gets solved, and then a disaster happens. And it's just like, okay, okay. You know, it's just like there's way too much, as I say, going back to the well, right? It's just you can't do these douche machinas all the time. And then, it, it, like, once is fine. And you'll be like, oh, shit, he managed to survive. Woo! But then again, and again, and again, you're just like, okay, he survived. Okay. You know? So it's just a bit like, fine. All right. So you, you lose that belief that it could all fail. You know, not like with a story like this, you think there is going to be failure. <laughs> you know what I mean? But, you know, I, I guess there are those notions that, oh, it could all, how's this going to work? You know, like even in The Martian, there was a moment you think, oh, it's fucked. How's he going to do it? And then he makes the hole in a suit and he's able to, but you're still on the edge of your seat. But you think, oh, it's fucked up. No. But with this, you lose that because they play it way too many times, you know? We have, um, huh, okay, how can I, how can I talk about this next bit without ruining stuff for you? Um, okay. All right, let's just do this. There is a a character called Rocky, right? And I think the thing with Rocky is it's played very oddly because at times, well, it, it's a bit like that child. It's a, sometimes it's played a bit like a child. And other times, it's like this thing that knows everything. And so it gets a bit like, 
it can get a little tiresome, you know, because you're like, all right, if you're saying it doesn't know, right, or it's this, or also it's just like, why would you be constantly getting mad when we establish it, it wouldn't know any of this shit? Right, so it becomes this kind of trying component, let's say. Because it's just a bit like, oof, you know? Then also, I think there's this notion of the unknown, but making an unknown kind of in the parameters of what we know. You know what I mean? It, 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 it's a bit like, wait, what are we doing here? You know what I mean? Because if you're saying something is out there, then it, it, you you surely should be able to kind of go, okay, we're not going to play around in the sandbox that we comprehend. Let's do something a little bit different. But they didn't really, you know what I mean? So, it, so yeah, it kind of gets gets a little bit like that. And I think there's this other bit where, you know, they change this thing. And being a scientist, you'd think, right, there would be the comprehension of if you're changing the molecular structure, you're changing the molecular structure. But no, which was very baffling. You know, you're just like, huh? Wait, why wouldn't you comprehend that? Surely, you know, it, it, it got a little weird. It did get a little weird. So I think where it's not a, it's not a horrible book. I just think with how great and well-written The Martian is, this it, it just doesn't live up to it, right? Where I thought the Artemis fell short in places, I think that's still a stronger book than Project Hail Mary, which is why I was a little shocked that it was voted the best sci-fi book of the year. I was like, okay, was that the only sci-fi book you read? <laughs> And again, it's not to say it's horrible. There are some very good moments of it. But yeah, I, I just think there's this stuff that, you know, it went on a little too long. It's it's like that film you watch and you're like, oh, I really enjoyed it, but I could have lost half an hour. Right? I, I kind of feel that with this. Now, the interesting thing is, like The Martian, this has been picked up to uh, become a film, right? So, um, yeah, Ryan Gosling is producing and is going to be starring as uh, Ryland Grace, right? Um, oh, gosh, who else is... Yeah, there's some other... Uh... Ugh, God damn it. Who is it? It's... um. Yeah, there's a famous person who's going to be um, bloody uh, Drew Goddard. Oh, god damn it. I was like, ah, oh, who's fucking... Right, yes, 
Jude Goddard is going to be um, writing the script. So, you know, he, he's worked on some big stuff, Cloverfield being one, right? So, uh, yeah, I'm kind of hoping that with the film, they kind of cut out some of the, the flab. You know what I mean? That, I, I think, that that's often sometimes a, a good thing about the adaptations, that they can remove the stuff that doesn't quite work. But, um, yeah, I think if you're a fan of Andy Weir, I mean, you, you'll find this interesting, you know? But, yeah, don't try not to hope for something as stellar as The Martian. It, I, I, I kind of think if you really, really like the follow Artemis, then I think this will work better, right? Because it's more akin to that than The Martian. You feel me? But um, yeah, Ray Porter, as always, does a very good job with the narration. So yeah, people, there you go. There are my takes on the new Andy Weir novella. Okay, so we draw to a close on another episode, people, but you know what we do. Let's take a look and see what's happening in the world of TV. So um, HBO, they've renewed Perry Mason. And, uh, you know, it means that Sean Astin, Tommy Dewey, Paul Racky, and Jen Tulloch get to come back as recurring roles this season. You know, so um, Shay Wingham is going to be also back as Pete Strickland. Um, and this one will be, in a, 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 rather than a regular, he's going to be in a recurring capacity. Supposedly, the second season um, unfolds during the worst year of the Great Depression. So, yay. That should be fun. As I hear, the Great Depression was all woo, sparkles and whistles. <laughs> uh, so, um, if you enjoyed Upload, right, it hit Amazon early last year, I think. I think it was last year. It might have been 2020. I just, you know, who knows? Um yeah, it's the Greg Daniels created series where um, Robbie Amell has an accident and so his consciousness is uploaded to a digital afterlife, right? Well, if you enjoyed that, then March the 11th is one for your calendar because that is when season two will be hitting. No word on whether it will be all at once or in the, uh, the the really shitty weekly drip drop that Amazon like to do with some of their shit, which makes no sense. It makes no sense. If you want to do it like that, stick it on terrestrial fucking TV. The whole point of streaming platforms is the fact that you can watch shit when you want to watch it. You know what I mean? Anyway, people.
people over on Disney Plus who also do that a lot of times too. Urgh, it's infuriating. They've got a new coming-of-age drama hitting, uh, which they've given a full series order to. It's called The Crossover. And it's, uh, yeah, it's, it's based on Kwame Alexander's novel of the same name. Um, it is being produced by LeBron James, Maverick Carter, and Jamal Henderson. Um, Alexander and Damani Johnson wrote the uh, pilot which introduces teen brothers Josh and J.B. Bell, widely considered basketball phenomenon. As their former professional basketball player, father adjusts to life after the sport, and their mother finally gets to pursue dreams of her own. Bum, bum, bum. So, um, yeah, they're making a Fatal Attraction TV series, which, I mean, it seems weird, right? The original film came out in 87. I mean, I, I didn't even realize it was that long ago. That's kind of crazy, right? But yeah, they're making a film, right? He's Jackson, um, and Joshua Jackson is going to be the male lead. Right, so um, yeah, Lizzie Kaplan is uh, the female lead. So I think she is possibly, I don't know if she'd be the wife or the Glenn Close character. Huh, I don't know. Um, was it Glenn Close? I don't know. It was a crazy bitch, wasn't it? Kim Basin. I have no, uh, I don't, it was so long ago, man. So long ago with that film. But it's meant to be a reimagining. <laughs> so, um, yeah. You know, this wealthy businessman has an affair with an attractive woman. When he tries to break it off, she becomes unstable and attempts to destroy his marriage and life. But yeah, there's a twist. I don't know what the twist is going to be, right? Saying it's going to be exploring current views on marriage, gender roles, mental illness. Uh, I don't know. We'll see. Crazy be crazy. You know what I mean? Listen, people can still act crazy and irrational. You know what I mean? You don't have to be like, oh, it's because, you know, they were dropped on their head as a child. They didn't get enough help. Look, they're still acting crazy. You know what I mean? And unless someone knows that shit going in, you know what I mean? Like, uh, I don't know. We'll see. We'll see. Um, so we uh, you know, another Disney Plus show is going to be the upcoming um Ushaka U U Asushka. I know that that crazy chicken Star Wars with the the thingies out of her head. You know what I mean? The um, yo Rosario Dawson's playing her. She was in the Mandalorian, right? You know, well, 
<laughs> that's getting its own series. I everyone knows that shit, right? But uh, Mary Elizabeth Winstead has joined the cast, which hey, she kicked ass in Kate, so I'm I'm looking forward to seeing uh, what she can do in this, you know. Um, but yeah, there's there's no word on what character Winstead will be playing. Dave Fellini is writing the series and executive producing with John Favreau. Um, yeah, Hayden Christian is gonna Christiansen is gonna be back as Anakin Skywalker. Um, because it's set five years after the events of Return of the Jedi, it says. So, um, yeah, I am interested. So, Return of the Jedi, yeah, Luke is still. No, so yeah, Anakin, yeah, Anakin is Darth Vader. Well, Anakin's dead now, right? That's right. I think that's right. Fuck, I lose. Yeah, I think Anakin would be the ghost. He would be. I don't know, people. Anyway, that's happening. <laughs> Fuck, I'm, my mind is just all over the fucking place today, people. Anyway, um, so we know Amazon Prime have got Lord of the Rings, right? They're making the TV series. And also, we knew it was going to be set Oh, way time before The Hobbit, right? Now, Tolkien, there's loads of The Lost Tales. There's so many volumes of The Fucking Lost Tales that old Christopher put out because that cha-cha-cheddar, you know what I mean? But it also means, right, I think most people assumed we're going to be looking at The Rings, right? And so... Uh, Amazon just announced a new title which is going to be called The Lord of the Rings, The Rings of Power which pretty much affirms that's what the fuck we're going to be doing, right? Now, in this period right, the, the, the second age of Middle Earth there's um, you know, so much of the lore happened, Lothlorien and just all of these other things right? But also that's when all the rings of power were handed out to trap motherfuckers. So we are going to get to see that. Right? So, um, yeah, what it says in uh, their little blurby blurb they put out, the rings of power unites all the major stories of the Middle Earth's Second Age. The forging of the rings, the rise of the Dark Lord Sauron, the epic tale of Numer and the last alliance of elves and men. Until now, audiences have only seen on screen the story of the One Ring. But before there was one, there were many. And we're excited to share the epic story of them all. So, whoo! I am looking forward to that one, people. So let's end on this. It's over Apple TV Plus, right? So, yeah, they've teamed up with Legendary. 
I think Legendary has actually gone over to Apple now. I think they left Warner Brothers, right? I believe that happened recently. I think it did. Anyway, it would make sense because, right, they're creating a uh, Godzilla-verse. Yeah. They're planning a, a, a TV series that takes place following the thunderous battle between Godzilla and the Titans that leveled San Francisco in 2014's Godzilla. I don't even remember that. Don't remember it. Um, in this shocking new reality where monsters are real, one family journeys to uncover its buried secrets and a legacy linking them to the secret monster tracking organization known as Monarch. Boom, boom, boom. It's always just, it has to be, you know what I mean? A family secret history. Like, uh, why do we have to do this? That's why I hate Transformers. You know what I mean? Because you have stupid humans in the way. And, you know, whether a human with a big machine or a human and a big monster, human loses. Human loses every fucking time, man. You know what I mean? Anyway, Chris Black um, and Matt Fraction are going to be um, executive producing. You know, they both created the series. Black is serving as a showrunner. So, yeah, that's um, super interesting, right? Jody Harold, uh, Tory Tunnel, and uh, Hiro Matazuka, um, along with Takamasa Arita, are all executive producing. So, um, I'm intrigued, man. I'm intrigued. I mean, I, I like Kong Island. Skull, no, Kong Skull Island. Right? I haven't seen Godzilla v. Kong yet. I, uh, yeah, the, the films, I don't know. I don't know. I, I haven't loved the Godzilla films, but we will see. We will see. I'm intrigued. Anyway, people, that's us. We are done. So we'll catch you next time. All right? Peace.